welcome to Wide World of Fan Fiction, where fan fiction is treated as the high art form that it is. And today's purest form of literature is sponsored by, you guess, you guessed it, Midwest Toy and Comic Fest 2. Hey, wanna get beat up in a in the parking lot? Well, don't go to Midwest Comic and Toy Fest 2 and don't meet UFC MMA star Jimmy the Brick Flick. Come to beautiful Bloomington, Illinois, and also enjoy other activities and people. We're also not getting beat up in the parking lot. That's right. Vendors, a maid cafe. Me, if you think that's sexy. <laughs> and celebrities, including UFC and MMA star Jimmy the Brick Flick. And I did not have to Google who that was because I love sports. <laughs> $10 admission for kids over 13, 13 and under is free, so come on down and, oh crap, I should tell you where it is, it's at the Best Western, <laughs> where is the convention, where in Bloomington is it, why hasn't she been telling us, is she high, maybe a little, I am on pain medication, but you know what, just, just I'm not even going to tell you. Google it yourself and see all the cool stuff you can do. And today's story is also, I think, as cool as Midwest Toy and Comic Fest 2 in Bloomington, Illinois, September 2 October 1st. By the way, that's also the date. I forgot to tell you that. Woo! Back pain! <laughs> today's story it well, ooh, I had, there's two. Should we do eeny, meeny, miny, moe? One is an ambitious crossover, and the other one is a sequel to The Hunger Games. I, I, oof. I like the weird crossover because it's weird, but hey, that's just me. Or you might, or this one is actually nice. Huh. Hmm. Zoe thinks we should eeny, meeny, miny, moe this. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him pay. Fifty dollars every day. My mother told me you are the very best one and you are not it. Ha <laughs> ha! We got the weird crossover. I found myself. <laughs> Today's story is Veggie Gates. Crossover between Stargate SG-1 and VeggieTales. SG-1 goes to a planet, goes to a planet, and encounter, not encounters, encounter some aliens called Fibs. Vegetables and silliness follow. This is rated K. It is humor. It has over 6,000 words, 11 reviews, 8 faves, 2 follows. follows. It was published in 2007, and it is status complete. Disclaimer, Stargate SG-1 belongs to MGM in the Sci-Fi Channel. VeggieTales belongs to Big Idea. Larry Boy, the fib from Outer Space, and Danielle Jack Daniel Jackson. Oh boy, thought Danielle, another mission to P2X whatever. There probably aren't any life forms to communicate with and no ancient cities with writing to translate. This is going to be so much fun. Hey, Daniel! Major Carter yelled back at him. Come look at this thing. Daniel ran over to her. Sitting right there in front of her was what looked like a giant lump of green jello. 
she poked it and suddenly it sprang up, causing both her and Daniel to jump back in surprise. In surprise. Who are you? It inquired. Daniel and Sam stared in amazement. They were shocked that this lump of jello could talk. Well, are you going to answer me? Do you speak English? It asked. Finally, Daniel regained his ability to speak and answered, um, we're peaceful travelers from another planet called Earth. I'm Dr. Daniel Jackson, and this is Major Samantha Carter. He didn't dare tell this thing Jack and TLC were here, for all he knew it could be some Goaludric. Pronunciation? <laughs> the other two looked at each other. This was an odd question. Of course, they had encountered many other civilizations that asked questions they would consider odd. Maybe it was, this was just some kind of regulation the inhabitants of this planet had. Maybe they wouldn't let anyone in if they knew, if they ever had ever told a lie. Daniel answered first. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, I'm sure I have. And I'm sure I have, too, Carter answered, following Daniel's lead. She wasn't exactly as good as Daniel when it came to communicating with other cultures. The thing seemed to be thinking about their answers. Finally, it said, So you're from Earth, you say? Yes, Daniel said. Have you heard of it before? Actually, my kind have has been there before. Daniel and Sam stared at each other once again. Could these things, could these things really have come to Earth without anyone noticing? They could have been disguised as gelatin. Before either of them could make a comment to this, it began talking again. Yes. But we thought your planet was inhabited by vegetables. Well, that would make sense, they thought. It, if it was disguised as food, there would definitely have been vegetables around it. Well, Carter said, you are slightly off on that assumption. You see, Earth is inhabited by mostly by humans. Although there are a lot of food products to help sustain us, vegetables couldn't be in control of the entire planet. They have no specific means of communication toward us. The aliens seemed to be confused by this statement. If vegetables have no means of communicating with you, how were they able to speak with my cousin? Carter and Daniel just stood there staring at the alien in confusion. Did these things actually talk to vegetables? Or are they referring to something else? Daniel said. I don't suppose you have one of those talking vegetables on hand, do you? Well, no, not right now. But if you would like, to, we could go down to your planet and show you. Uh, that would be fine, said Daniel. Unfortunately, I can only take one of you with me. Oh, that's okay. I think I'll just stay here and calculate some stuff said Carter. She then went off into the surrounding woods. Daniel stared after her and pondered for a moment. Then he said, Right, so what was your name again? Oh, forgive me for not introducing myself earlier. My name is Fibster. Oh, that's an interesting name. Can I just call you Fib? The Fib thought for a while, then said, Actually, that has a nice ring to it. Go ahead. Call me Fib. So why can you only take one person with you? Well, you see, when we are bored, we must hibernate until another life form comes that we can feed on and... Wait, did you say feed on? Um, no, I just said when some other people come whom we can communicate with. Anyway, as I was saying, we can either stay here and wait for others to come, or we can be hoisted into outer space where we will hibernate until we are pulled in by a planet's gravity. We then crash through the atmosphere. That is enough to awaken us from our slumber. Then we search for a nearby civilization with people to feed off. I mean, communicate with... And we send a signal to our people to let them know that we have found a good planet to take control. I mean, live on in harmony with the inhabitants. We barely have enough energy to take care of ourselves in space. So it is quite difficult to take care of others with the others with us. But since I know where we're going, I am positive it will be safe to take just one other person with me.
Okay, that's good enough for me. Let's go see those talking veggies of yours. Then there was a giant force field that surrounded both Daniel and the alien. They were blasted off into space at a great speed. In a matter of minutes, Daniel could feel himself being pulled into Earth's atmosphere. But when he looked down, it appeared that they were going to land smack dab in the ocean. He looked overworriedly at Fib, but the creature didn't seem to notice. As they accelerated in speed toward the deep blue sea, Daniel turned from the view and closed his eyes in fear that they were going to drown. Suddenly, he no longer felt the pull of Earth's atmosphere. He opened his eyes and looked around to see that they had stopped right on top of what he guessed had to be an island in the middle of the ocean. I wonder if anyone knows that this island even exists, thought Daniel. Maybe it doesn't really exist, and I'm just dreaming of hallucinating. It wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Finally, he and the alien exited the forest field. Daniel looked around for a moment. There was definitely life here. All around them were shops, movie theaters, and houses. But no one was on the streets. Daniel looked down at the alien questioningly. Were they just on another continent? Before Daniel had a chance to utter a question, he saw something turn around a corner. To his surprise, it didn't appear to be human. In fact, it looked more like a walking pickle. What the heck is that thing? Daniel asked Fib. That is, as I've, I have told you, is a vegetable, Fib said calmly. Daniel was astonished. The Fib guy might have actually been telling the truth. What was he thinking? Vegetables can't walk around all over the place, could they? Oh, this was all too confusing. Suddenly, the vegetable stopped and stared at the two for a moment. Then he dashed around a corner, yelling something like, Harry boy! It ran up the S-T-A-R-E-S of an apartment building. Daniel looked up at the building and saw a light emitting from the top. It was aimed at the sky, so Daniel looked up. In the sky, he saw what appeared to be a Batman-like signal only. It was shaped like another pickle with plungers on his head. He was completely perplexed. Fib, what is going on? Who, Or rather, what was that thing that just went by us and sent us sent off the bat signal? He asked in bewilderment. Fib sighed. That, as I just said, and I've stated it many previous times, is a vegetable! Daniel looked up at the sky again. A vegetable. How was that possible that a vegetable just wandered around a corner and ran up a building to send a pickle-shaped Batman? Before he even had time to think about his own question, he saw a large purple car speeding towards them. When he looked closer, he saw that inside of it was a pickle with plungers on his head, just like the Batman signal. Daniel just stood there and stared. He was very confused. The pickle jumped out of its car and headed towards Daniel and Fib. When it got close enough to see who they were, it was not him after all, it said, you! Staring at Fib, the Fib glared back. There was tension in the air as the two glowered. Daniel looked, looked from the pickle to Fib. Have you two met? Fib and the pickle, who had just been staring angrily at each other, suddenly looked over at him. They had apparently forgotten that he was standing there. Finally, the pickle said, Who are you, anyway? I'm Dr. Daniel Jackson. Who are you? The pickle suddenly shot straight up to stand as tall as he could. He kind of looks like Jack when he does that, thought Daniel. When he has finished perfectly perfecting his standing position, he boasted out with enormous pride, I'm Larry Boy! Daniel had been wanting to ask his next question for a while. Are you really a pickle? The pickle seemed a little hurt at these words. No! It said. Oh, then what are you? Are you in disguise? I am a cucumber! Okay, thought Daniel, that this was very weird, right? So you're a living, breathing, talking, dressed up, I mean, cucumber. How is that possible? 
What do you mean? I mean that before now, I'd never in my life, and I've seen a lot in my life, trust me, seen a talking cucumber. Well, I've never heard a creature like you before now, except for this one guy whose name was like Mike Naraki or something. All I remember about him, though, was that his birthday was July 8th. Hey, that's my birthday, too. Well, that's just wonderful. Back to your, our original conversation. How is it possible that you don't think veggies can talk? I know. I'll phone in Bob. He might know the answer. Who the heck is Bob? Bob is my best friend. He's a tomato. He is really smart. Oh, said Daniel. This was a bit much to take in at one time, even for him. He just wasn't ready for a world inhabited by talking vegetables. Daniel went where? yelled Jack O'Neill. He went with some talking jelly to visit some talking vegetables, said Carter, who felt very stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about, Carter? You see, Daniel and I met this little um, uh, creature that kind of resembled a green jello. It said that it thought Earth was inhabited by vegetables, not humans. Therefore, Daniel went with the thing to go see what it was talking about. You mean at this very moment, Daniel is on Earth talking to Jello about veggies? Yes, sir! Have you gone completely wacko, Carter, Carter, Emma? I don't think so, sir. Are not vegetables used for human consumption, O'Neill? asked TLC. Yes, TLC, they are! Then it is not possible that they could speak to humans. Listen, Colonel, TLC, I know it sounds strange, but it's true. Okay. Even if it is true, obviously, neither you nor Daniel thought about how we were going to communicate with each other while he was gone. Actually, sir, I did, you see. I've been trying to modify the radio so that the signal could travel much further than it was originally devised to. I figured that this would be a perfect time to test it out. Well then, Carter, let's see these new high-tech radio things of yours at work. Contact Daniel now! Yes, sir, she replied. Yes, sir, she replied. Bye, Zoe. See you later. <laughs> she grabbed the giant radio. It really looked more, looked, looked more like an M-A-L-P and pressed a button. The light started flashing and she put on headphones and talked to the speaker. This is Sam, Daniel. If you can hear me, please respond. They waited patiently for a response. Finally, they heard Daniel's voice. Sam, how did you contact me from millions of light years away? Carter smiled. Actually, Daniel, it was quite simple, you see. As soon as I was able to amplify the high-frequency radio waves, all I had to do was find a way to enable the HTR to recognize your specific DNA. Excuse me. And match your location. Okay, okay, that's enough. I don't need details. Carter built a big honking high-tech radio, Daniel. Jack chimed in. Ah, I see. So, Space Monkey, how are things on Earth? Well, uh, they're, they're interesting. Interesting as in, uh... Interesting as in talking produce. Uh, 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 and may we talk to these talking food products? Ah, yeah, I think so. Uh, here, this one looks kind of like Batman, only it's a pickle. I mean, cucumber. Okay, let's hear it. There was some noise in the background as Daniel fumbled with his radio. Hello, my name is Larry Boy, a high-pitched voice shouted. The others just sat for a while, then Jack said to Nice voice work, Daniel. You really had Carter and TLC going there for a while. Have you ever considered being a voiceover actor? No, Jack, that wasn't me. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, no, yes, no. Yes! Colonel Daniel, please stop arguing. 
Right, sorry, Sam. As I was saying, Jack, that wasn't me. That was the Batman-like cucumber. And I'm just supposed to believe you, okay? How about this? You guys talk at the same time, and maybe I'll consider believing and talking vegetables. Okay, uh, what should we say? I don't care, Daniel. Say whatever you want. There was some muffling sound on the radio. At last, two distinct voices said at the same time, Hello! Carter and TLC raised their eyebrows in amazement and looked over at Jack. Jack was just sitting with a stern look on his face. Finally, he said, Okay, Daniel, now I'm freaked out. What is going on? Well, to be honest, I'm not quite sure. I just got here a little while ago. No, Daniel, I'm... Don't yet, gentlemen. I mean, are you seriously talking to vegetables? Jack asked, starting to believe Daniel's story. They had encountered many weird things off-world, after all. Maybe things were just as kooky on their home planet. Uh, yes, Jack, I think I am, unless I'm dreaming or something. Uh, but since you, freak, you freaked out, you're freaked out about talking vegetables just as much as I am, I don't suppose this could really be, really be a dream. I mean, usually I dream stuff like... <laughs> he cut himself off. Like he really wanted Jack knowing what he dreamed about. Well, Daniel, you're... You, you going to be coming back to show us one of these veggies anytime soon? Um, I don't know. I would kind of like to stay and find out more about this place. Could you just check in every 15 minutes or so? Sam answered, sure, Daniel. I think this thing can hold up that long. Good, talk to you guys soon. I've got, I've got to go meet Bob the Tomato. Uh, Danny, who is Daniel Jackson out? He said before Jack had time to finish his question. He would have to go meet this Bob before I could answer it anyway. Well, said Jack, go explain for the next 15 minutes, kids, but be sure not to play in the streets and be back before supper. Yes, sir, Carter smiled as she and TLC went off to explore the planet. Um, so when are we going to meet this Bob guy? Daniel asked as he, Larry Boy, and Fib walked down the street. Larry Boy, you seem to be eyeing Fib rather intently, answered. We're almost there. Finally, after ten minutes, it came to a small red house. Larry Boy rang the doorbell. Quite an accomplishment for someone with no arms, Daniel thought. And a small tomato, about three feet tall, answered the door. Hi, Bob, Larry Boy said. Bob's eyes were as white in surprise as he saw the fib and Daniel. Um, Larry Boy, what are you doing at my house with an evil fib and a human? Oh, giraffe, I forgot, Larry Boy mumbled under his breath. I just wanted to say hello, good citizen. I hope you have an eventful fun day. He said heroically as he slammed the door in a very perplexed Bob's face. Larry Boy looked at Daniel and was about to say something until he looked at the fib. And he seemed to reconsider. He told fib, Please depart. We wish to speak privately for a minute. The fib, who had seemed a little happier, hap little happier earlier, suddenly got very gum and went to the backyard. Daniel asked, What was all that about? You don't know about those aliens, do you? Well, let me start by asking you if you could keep a secret. Sure, he replied so slowly. Well, I have a secret identity. I am in truth, he lowered his voice significantly. Larry the Cucumber. Yeah. And well, no one can know, understand? I'm sure. But why did you send that fib guy away? Did you think that he could, couldn't keep a secret? Partially, I think he could use it against me if I, if I ever told him the truth. You see, the reason I did not lie to you and tell you that I was just going to go for a while and then later return to as, as my usual self, Larry, is because a fib always tries to get you to... Daniel, are you there? This is Sam. 
Just a minute, okay? Uh, uh, go get dressed into your usual self, please. He told Larry Boy, who just rolled his huge eyes and went to get dressed. Sam, this is Daniel. How's it going? We're fine, Daniel. How about you? Uh, I'm okay. I was, I was just about to meet Bob. Oh, well, sorry to interrupt. Uh, then You have fun with Bob. I, I'm sure I will. Talk to you in 15. Okay, out. That was short, thought Daniel. He turned to Larry. Daniel wondered how no one ever recognized him in his Batman outfit. He looked almost exactly the same, but a little less purple. After Larry returned, the fifth came back out to the front as Larry rang Bob's doorbell once again. This time, Bob opened the door more cautiously, but as soon as he saw Larry, he suddenly seemed to warm up and he smiled. Hi, Larry, what are you doing here, he said, eyeing Daniel and the fib again. Hi, Bob, I was just coming by to see how you were doing. This is my newest acquaintance, Daniel Jackson and his supposed new friend, Fib, he said in disgust. Ah, oh, you know Larry Boy was over just a little bit ago with these same people. Yes, I know. He was doing his duty of giving a tour of the city to these uh, people, he said with hes hesitation to the term. He was also keeping an eye on Fib. Oh, I see. Well, if you guys want to come in and have a seat, Bob said as he opened the door a little wider. The Fib, Daniel, and Larry walked into Bob's house. It was quite small, but the sling was up high enough so that Daniel wouldn't bump his head. He figured it was because Larry was relatively tall, and he obviously came to visit Bob a lot. However, Daniel doubted he'll see what I fit in the tiny enclosed space. Daniel took a seat on Bob's red couch. Larry and Fib sat on chairs on the opposite sides of the room. Daniel wanted to know why Larry was so wary of the little guy, but he figured that now was not the appropriate time to ask, with Fib being in the room at that very moment. Shortly after the trio, trio, set, uh, the trio sat down, Bob came to the room with a plate full of cookies and some milk. After placing them on the coffee table, he took a seat next to Daniel on the couch. So, he said, directing his attention to Daniel, how'd you get here? Um, Daniel said he wasn't quite sure what to tell these people. Could he reveal the secret of the Stargate program to these vegetables? After a few moments of contemplation, he decided that the fib that, the fib that came earlier must have told them at least a little bit about outer space. Plus, he wasn't very good at lying anyway, so he told them the whole thing. So it creates an artificial wormhole? How? A curious Bob asked. This Bob was smart, Daniel thought. Um, I'm not quite sure, actually. You'd have to ask my friend Sam. Just then, Daniel looked at his watch. It had been at least 25 minutes since his team had last contacted him. Weren't they going for 15 minutes? Maybe they'd just forgotten would contact as soon as they remembered. His comforting thoughts were not enough, though, to keep him from worrying. Who are you? The most enormous lump of grape jello jello Jack had ever seen asked him. SG-1 had been captured by some little green army men, Jellos, and had taken and taken to the first signs of civilization SG-1 had encountered on their mission. Now, they are being questioned by the guy Jack assumed was their king. They are in a giant palace filled to the brim with jello square, circles, rectangles, and octagons of tiny eyeballs. They were already ten minutes late for their next contact with Daniel. If Carter hadn't touched that super little red alert button, maybe the palace guards wouldn't have seen them and taken them away. We'll never tell you, Carter said, answering the gray blob's questions. Question. Jack rolled his eyes. Carter, 
You can be as defiant as you want if we're captured by the Goa'lud. But these little green jello blobs for but these are little green jello blobs for crying out loud. Actually, sir, Jack said politely to the grape jello while looking sternly at Carter. We're peaceful explorers from a planet called Earth, he continued. Taking on what taking what was normally Daniel's role of communicating. Um, how did he get here? We came through the Stargate, Jack answered. He could tell by the confused look on the king's face that that, that, that wasn't the term these people used for it. Um, the chapel, a new list, circle of standing water, big gray round thing, he tried to explain. The supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? No one has ever come through it in many generations, he said in astonishment. Yeah, we get that a lot, said Jack, but we really did, I promise you. Then the king suddenly got an evil, malicious look on his face as he looked at the humans. Take them to the questioning room. I will question them personally. He commanded to his troops, partially drooling from excitement, anxiousness, or dare. Jack even think of it, hunger. The troops seemed a little upset that it would not be them questioning these humans. But they nevertheless led SG-1 led SG-1 to a little room with a table and two chairs at the end. Somehow Jack had a feeling that whatever they were going to be questioned about was not going to have a very pleasing end result. <sighs> Almost a few minutes left. As Bob and Larry discussed something and Fib drank some milk, Daniel got more and more worried. His team was about 45 minutes overdue for their next check-in. And Daniel was beginning to get a feeling that it wasn't just because he had forgotten. They must be in trouble. Daniel decided that he needed to ask as soon as possible why Larry and the other citizens of Bumbleyburg, as Daniel found out was the name of the small vegetable town, were so uncomfortable when the fib was around. It may have had something to do with why his team was so late checking in. Um, Excuse me, Daniel started politely, so he didn't let on how, how nervous he really was. I would like to have a word with Larry, but I mean, Larry, alone, please, he said quickly, covering up for the mistake he had almost made. Sure, I'll go fix some more cookies, Bob asked, Bob said, leaving the room. And I've got to go to the bathroom, Fib said, practically running out of the room, apparently. Milk didn't go over well with jello blobs. So, what do you want to talk about, Larry asked. I need to talk to you about Fib, Daniel said, keeping his voice low. I need to know what's, for the lack of a better word, bad about him. Larry looked around the room carefully before answering as if expecting someone to jump out from behind the couch and eavesdrop on their conversation because a fib is an alien that feeds on lies that other vegetables or people tell, hence the name fib. I was kind of wondering about that, Daniel said. Yeah, we had a nasty one a few years ago. Little asparagus who told the lie nearly got eaten. So did I, so did I while trying to rescue him. But that's not the point. What is the point is that you should never, ever, ever, ever tell a lie while around Fib. If you do, it just gets bigger, stronger, meaner, and harder to control. So it can hurt people? Daniel asked, getting really anxious. Yes, if you tell too many lies, yes, Larry concluded. Why do you ask? Because, Daniel said nervously, my friends are on the planet of Fibs. They were supposed to contact me 15 minutes ago, but they haven't. I'm afraid something's happened to them. Larry thought about it. I suppose it's possible, since lies are the primary source of their energy. You and your friends don't work for some kind of secret military organization for which you have sworn to keep a secret, in which case you would obviously have the need to lie about something. <laughs> when asked, do you? <laughs> Daniel gulped. 
If his friends were caught in question, question, they would automatically assume that their new encounters were enemies. They wouldn't tell the fibs anything. That is, anything truthful. They would lie to their captors about the guardians for Earth, their weapons, allies, enemies, everything. And the fibs would only get stronger. Why didn't you tell me this before? Daniel asked in a panic. I tried, but you were too busy and wouldn't listen. Will you answer my question? Daniel had been thinking too much to remember Larry had asked a question. Uh, yes, I do work for a secret military organization. That device I told you about, the Stargate, um, that's a secret. My friends are in a lot of trouble if they have been captured by those fibs because they swore they would never tell an enemy about anything involving the Stargate. Oh, well, well, then you're, well, then you're in a pickle now, aren't you? Larry said. And let ooh, is that a good stopping point? Oh, we're almost at 30 minutes. That's a good... <laughs> You're in a pickle now. I will leave the link this way. <laughs> uh, you like we were crossing. This was actually a good. <laughs> this was actually a really creative. <laughs> this premise totally makes sense, despite the crossover not making sense. Which. <laughs> Actually, a lot of crossovers have the most rich, but this, it's surreal, but it's surreal, but it's like, it's not the, it's probably one of the be better written ones I've seen. Also, I, there were like two issues with like plural words and Batman is not capitalized, but I, that, that, that was really the only thing. And I, I'd fix a few run-on sentences in here if I were writing it, but dang, this one. <laughs> An experienced writer wrote a story Oh God, you should read the rest of this. It's, it's really good. It is. It is. It is good. It's like, and I, yeah, I, you know, contrary to probably your opinion, I do actually do read these. Or at least a few first few chapters of longer ones. Anyway, so. Reading it out loud, really. <laughs> I don't know this. Sometimes you read these or just start like, okay, yeah, that happened. Oh, shimmy, me, me, go to bed. The next morning, like, what? Oh, crap, they are in trouble. <laughs> How does this work? Anyway, let's see what else. I recommend VeggieGate. Let's see what else Danny Phantom SG1 has written. I don't need a Spirit of Halloween ad. Uh, oh, 77 stories for a whole bunch of fun stuff. The OMS update 2014. Uh, oh, it's been a while, but they're working on other stuff. It, oh, and they were... They work for... I'm not, I'm not giving away other personal info that's weird and stalkery. And just... Dang! 77 stories, I would... If you like The Last Airbender, Highest Pirates of the Caribbean, a lot of Disney stuff, I would... <laughs> oh, they are in a pickle, aren't they? <laughs> How do they have VeggieTales and Stargate SG-1 lore down so well? Good job! <laughs> See, it was a weird crossover and good for once, and that was Wide World of Fan Fiction. Thank you for listening.
And don't forget to go to Midwest Toy and Comedy Quest 2. Well, I will be doing a light episode. Hold on, let me add that to my packing list. I started the packing list. I forgot to add podcast equipment to it. You need that for recording, or else I'm just going to shout really loud from Bloomington, Ella. You know, I might. I might be able to do that. I did have to, I was told to project in speech therapy as a child. Anyway. <laughs> also, and don't forget, you can, you could also, if you're, there's still time, you could be a sponsor for the Midwest Toy and Comic Fest 2 or me if you want to, because I like the money. Anyway. Also, also something. Oh, submit your own stories. Yes, that's in the C notes for script that I See notes for script at the bottom that I actually wrote for myself today. High five myself. Anyway, you can send those on the Facebook page and also... Is anyone really good with Discord? I am seriously confused by Discord. Like, I, I won't pay you, but I have a lot of candy in my base. I, oh, God. I, oh, God, I sound like I drive a van. I'm sorry. I didn't just say that. I, I don't even own a car. Please, I will give you candy if you help Come to my house and I'll give you candy if you help me with a little... Oh, gosh! And after... <laughs> you know what? Just message me on the Facebook page and I'll give you absolutely nothing but appreciate you very much. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day and um, bye!